My life matters. My life matters. My life matters. My life matters. First Nation here. Walk, talk, here. First Nation. Walk, talk, here. My life matters. First Nation. Walk, talk, here. First Nation. Walk, talk, here. My life matters. My life matters. My life matters. First Nation, walk, talk, here. Relatives. This is Inner Tribal Radio. Big Uncle Energy. That big, big energy. And this is none other than your hostess, Indy, or one. We got a little, you know. encouraging to do within around us beside us near us we need to talk to ourselves better Talk to one another better. We have purpose. And a lot of us are so far from the being that Creator intended us to. We are spirits in a body relatives we have purpose we have meaning we have a job to do and it all starts with us relatives we need to wake that spirit up remember to remember what it is that creator asked us to do because this ain't it relatives this ain't it colas this ain't it oyate this is not it we are done descending. We are not the descendants. We are living ancestors and it's time to act accordingly. 
gentlemen, my brothers, pick that spirit up. My sisters, we have star dust in our bones. Did you forget that? Did you forget your inherited power? We don't come from that rib. Living ancestors, and it's time to act accordingly. So, you know me. I'm going to let it do what it do. I'm going to let the music do what it was intended to do. I have a message for you. I'm sure some of you have heard this before, but some of you haven't. Some of you might have heard bits and pieces, you know. This is Big Uncle Energy, that big, big energy. And this is your hostess, your sister, Indy 41. In the Tribal Radio, let's get it. Hey, I hit the 
Don't make you clean, and we'll see you at 7 p.m. I'm out of here. Click.
native people have many prophecies about this time. They say at the beginning of each cycle of time, the great spirit comes down through a messenger. He makes a strong appearance upon the earth. And we are coming to an end of a cycle now. It's not the first cycle. There was a cycle of spirit. There was a cycle of the mineral, the rock. There was a cycle of the plant. And now we're in the cycle of the animal, coming to the end of that and beginning the cycle of the human being. When we get into the cycle of the human being, the highest and greatest powers that we have will be released to us and be released from that light or soul that we carry to the mind. But right now we're coming to the end of the animal cycle when we have investigated ourselves and learned what it is to be like an animal on this earth. And at the beginning of this cycle of time, long ago, the great spirit came down and he made an appearance. He gathered the peoples of the earth together, they say, on an island that is now beneath the water. And he said to the human beings, he said, I'm going to send you to four directions. And over time, I'm going to change you to four colors. But I'm going to give you some teachings and you will call these the original teachings. And when you come back together with each other, you will share these so that you can live and have peace on earth and a great civilization will come about. And he said, during this cycle of time, I'm going to give each of you two stone tablets. And he said, when I give you those stone tablets, don't cast them upon the ground. Because if any of the brothers and sisters of the four directions and the four colors cast their stone tablets on the ground, not only will the human beings have a hard time, but almost the earth itself would die. And so he gave us each a responsibility, and we call that the guardianship. And to the Indian people, the red people, he gave the guardianship of the earth. And we were to learn during this cycle of time the teachings of the earth and the plants that grow from the earth and the foods that you can eat and the herbs that are healing. So that when we came back together with the other brothers and sisters, we could share this knowledge with them because something good was to happen on the earth. And to the south, he gave the yellow race of people the guardianship of the wind. And they were to learn about the sky and breathing and how to take that within ourselves for spiritual advancement. And they were to share that with us in this time. And to the west, where there's blackness of night, he gave the black race of people the guardianship of the water. And they were to learn the teachings of the water, which is the chief of the elements. It is the most humble and also the most powerful. And to the north, where there's white snow on this continent, he gave the white race of people the guardianship of the fire. And if you look at the center of many of the things they do, you will find the fire in this light bulb. They say that is a white man's fire. If you look at the center of a car, you will find a spark. If you look at the center of the airplane, the train, you will find the fire. And the fire moves, also consumes. This is why it was the white brothers and sisters that began to move upon the face of the earth and reunite us as a human family because they had the guardianship of the fire. This was their responsibility. And so a long time passed and the Great Spirit gave each of the four races two stone tablets. Ours are kept at the Hopi Reservation in Arizona at Four Corners area. I've talked to people from the black race of people. Their stone tablets are at the foot of Mount Kenya. They are kept by the Kikuyu tribe. I once had the honor of presenting a sacred pipe of the Kikuyu tribe carved from the red pipe stone of Mount Kenya. One time I was at an Indian spiritual gathering. A medicine man from South Dakota put a 
beaded medicine wheel in the middle of a gathering and it had the four colors and the four directions and he asked the people where is this from and they said oh probably Montana, South Dakota, maybe Saskatchewan. He said this is from Kenya. It was beaded just like ours, same colors. The stone tablets of the yellow race of people are kept by the Tibetans in Tibet. And the guardians of the traditions of the people of Europe are the Swiss. In Switzerland, they still have the mask uh, day when each family brings out its mask. They still know the colors of their families. They still know their symbols, some of them. Each of these four keepers happen to be people that live in the mountains. If you went straight through the Hopi reservation to the other side of the world, you would come out in Tibet. The Tibetan word for sun is the Hopi word for moon. And the Hopi word for moon is the Tibetan word for sun because they're on the opposite sides of the world. They said that the roads of this land would either go north-south or they would go east-west. If they went north-south, we would come together as brothers and sisters. If they went east-west, there would be destruction and almost the earth itself would have a hard time. So you all know the roads went east-west. They said things then would be lost from the east to the west. They would be lost from the south to the north. But they would come back from the west to the east and come back from the north to the south. So in 1976, from the west to the east coast of this land, from San Francisco to Washington, D.C., people carried a sacred pipe bundle by hand on foot across this land. Because they said if we carried this bundle across the earth, the powers would begin to come back. It was carried from west to east. They said a spiritual fire would be lit in the north, and it would come down the northwest coast of this land. This is it. We have the capacity to start the spiritual fire now here. The old people long ago seen it and foretold it. So we went through the cycle of time. Each of the four races went to their directions and they learned their teachings. And we were given a sacred handshake to show when we came back together as brothers and sisters that we remembered the teachings. It was indicated on the stone tablets that the Hopis had that the first brothers and sisters that would come back to them would come as turtles across the land. They would be human beings but they would come as turtles. So when the time came close, the Hopis built a special village to welcome the turtles that would come across the land, and they got up in the morning and looked out at sunrise, and they seen. They looked out across the desert, and they saw the Spanish coming covered in armor like turtles across the land, so this was them. So they went out to the Spanish man, and they extended their hand, hoping for the handshake, but into the hand the Spanish man dropped a trinket. And so word spread throughout North America that there was going to be a hard time, that maybe some of the brothers and sisters had forgot the sacredness of all things, and all the human beings were going to suffer for this on the earth. So tribes began to send people to the mountains to have visions, to try to figure out how they could survive. At that time, there was a 100,000 cities in the Mississippi Valley alone called the Mound Civilization, cities built on great mounds. Those mounds are still there. There was a 100,000 cities of native people and they were wondering how they could survive, live off the land because they knew a hard time was going to come. They began to send people to have visions to see how we could survive this time. People came on the east coast and we were told in the prophecies that we should try to remind all the people that would come here of the sacredness of all things and if we could do that there would be peace on earth. But if we did not do that when the roads went clear from east to west, 
And when the other races or colors of the earth had walked clear across this land, if by that time we had not come together as a human family, the Great Spirit would grab the earth with his hand and shake it. And so if you read the treaty negotiations from Red Jacket of the Six Nations on the east coast of this land clear to Chief Joseph and Chief Seattle on the west coast of this land, they all said the same thing. Chief Joseph said, I accord you the right, and I hope that you accord me the right to live in this land. We always were trying to live together. But instead of living together, you all know there was separation, there was segregation. They separated the races, they separated the, the Indians, and they separated the blacks. So when they got to the west coast of this land, the elders that were aware of many of these prophecies, and when they got to the west coast of this land, they said they would then begin to build a black ribbon. And on this black ribbon, they would move a bug. And when you begin to see this bug moving on the land, that was a sign for the first shaking of the earth. And this first shaking of the earth would be so violent that this bug would be shaken off the earth into the air and it would begin to move and fly in the air. And by the end of this shaking, this bug would be in the air around the world. And behind it would be a trail of dirt. And eventually the whole sky of the entire earth would become dirty from these trails of dirt. And this would cause many diseases that would get more and more complicated. So the bug moving on the land, of course, it's easy to see now. In 1908, the Model T Ford was mass produced for the first time. So the elders knew the first shaking of the earth was about to come about. That's the First World War. In the First World War, the airplane came into wide usage for the first time. That was the bug moving into the sky. And so then they knew that something very important would happen. There would be an attempt to make peace on earth on the west coast of this land. And so the elders began to watch for this. And they began to hear that there was going to be a League of Nations in San Francisco. So the elders gathered in Arizona around 1920 or so, and they wrote a letter to Woodrow Wilson, and they asked if Indian people could be included in the League of Nations. At that time, the United States Supreme Court had held that a reservation is a separate and semi-sovereign nation, not a part of the United States, but protected by it. And this was a concern because people didn't want the reservations to become more and more separate. They didn't want them to be considered nations. So they did not write back and the native people were left out of the League of Nations. So that circle was incomplete. In the League of Nations circle there was a southern door, the yellow people. There was a western door, the black people. There was the northern door, the white people. But the eastern door was not attended. And the elders knew that peace would not come on earth until the circle of humanity is complete. Until all the four colors sit in the circle and share their teachings, then peace will come on earth. So they knew things would happen. Things would speed up a little bit. There would be a cobweb built around the earth and people would talk across this cobweb. When this talking cobweb, the telephone, was built around the earth, a sign of life would appear in the east but it would tilt and bring death. It would come with the sun. But the sun itself would rise one day, not in the east, but in the west. So the elders said, when you see the sun rising in the west, and you see the sign of life reversed and tilted in the east, you know that the great death is to come upon the earth. And now the great spirit will grab the earth again with his hand and shake it. And this shaking will be worse than the first. 
So the sign of life reversed and tilted. They called that the swastika. And the sun rising in the west was the rising sun of Japan. These two symbols are carved in stone in Arizona. When the elders seen these two flags, these were the signs that the earth was to be shaken again. And the worst misuse of the guardianship of fire is called the gourd of ashes. They said a gourd of ashes will fall from the air. It will make the people like blades of grass and prairie fire. And things will not grow for many seasons. The elders tried to contact President Roosevelt and ask him not to use the gourd of ashes because it would have great effects upon the earth and eventually cause an even greater destruction in the third shaking of the earth, the third world war. So they knew that after the second shaking of the earth and they saw the gourd of ashes fall from the sky, they knew then they would be trying to make peace on the other side of this land. And because the peace attempt on the west coast had failed, they would build a special house on the east coast of this turtle island, North America. And all the nations and the peoples would come to this house and it would be called the house of Micah. It would shine like the Micah on the desert shines. So the elders began to see they were building the United Nations made out of glass that reflects like the mica on the desert. So they knew that this is the house of mica and all the peoples of the earth should go to it. So they met and talked about this. They said that in 1920s they had written and they had not been responded to. So this time they said we better go to the front door of the house of mica because things might get a lot worse. So elders representing a number of tribes I believe drove to New York City. When the United Nations opened, they went to the front door of the House of Micah and they said these words, we represent the indigenous people of North America and we wish to address the nations of the earth. And they said we're going to give you four days to consider whether or not we will be allowed to speak. And they retreated to one of the Six Nations Reserves in New York State. The Six Nations Reserves are the keepers of the great law of peace of the prophet that appeared here in North America, Daganawida. And this great law of peace is still recited. It takes four days between sunrise and noon each year in Indian by memory is recited about this time of year. Four days later they came back and I believe the nations of the earth, they heard that the Indians had come to the door and they voted to let the Indians in. They wanted to hear what they had to say. But the United States is one of five nations and the United Nations with a veto power and still they were concerned because this time the native sovereignty was even stronger. And I believe they vetoed the entrance of the native people. So then they knew other things would happen on the earth and the United Nations would not bring peace on earth but there would be continuing and deepening confusion and that the little wars would get worse. So they retreated to the Six Nations Reserve and they talked about this and they said the time is really getting close now, 1949. They said we're going to divide the United States into four sections and each year we're going to have a gathering and we're going to call these the White Roots of Peace Gatherings. They begin to have these around 1950. And they authorized certain men to speak in English for the first time about these prophecies one that I used to listen to many times over and over was Thomas Benyaka. He was a Hopi, he is a Hopi man who was authorized to speak in English about what was on the stone tablets. And he spent his lifetime, has dedicated his lifetime to doing this. 
And they begin to tell us at these gatherings, they said, in your lifetime you're going to see things happen. It was strange when they said it in the 1950s and 1960s, but now it seems very clear, but then it was unusual. They said, you're going to see a time in your life men are going to become women. They said, the great spirit, he's going to make a man on the earth. He made him a man, but this man's going to say, I know more than the great spirit. I'm going to change myself to be a woman. And they will even nurse children. They said, the great spirit's going to make a woman on this earth. She's going to say, I know more than the great spirit. I want to be a man. And she will be physically a man. This sounded strange. They said, you're going to see a time in your lifetime, the human beings are going to find the blueprint that makes us. They're going to find the blueprint that makes us. They call that now DNA, dionucleic acid. And they said, they're going to cut this blueprint. They call that now genetic splicing. They said, they're going to make new animals upon the earth. And they're going to think these are going to help us. And it's going to seem like they do help us. But maybe the grandchildren and great-grandchildren, they're going to suffer. I don't know if you heard on the news last month in the United States now, they have genetically spliced a new germ never before released in the environment. They want to release this germ into the cotton fields of the South to, they say it will rejuvenate and strengthen the cotton. They had scientists on the CBS Evening News the other night talking about it. And one scientist, he said what the elders said in 1950. He says, this will not harm us. We put it in a lot of tests. And the other scientist, he said what the other elders, he said what the elders also said. He said, no, this has never before been in the environment. We have no idea what it would do. But the elders spoke of it long ago. They said it would seem harmless, but it may be it will hurt the great-grandchildren. The elders said long ago, they will release these things. They will use them. This is going to be released not too long from now. They're making new animals. The elders talked about this. They said, you will see new animals, and even the old animals will come back. Animals that people thought had disappeared. They will find them here and there. They begin to reappear. They said, you will see a time, about this time, they said, that there's going to be a time when the eagle will fly its highest in the night, and it will land upon the moon. Some tribes say the eagle will circle the moon. Some tribes say the eagle will fly its highest in the night. And at that time, they say, many of the native people will be sleeping, which symbolically means they have lost their teachings. Or some tribes say it would be as if they're frozen, they've been through the long winter. But they say when the eagle flies its highest in the night, that will be the first light of a new day. That will be the first thawing of spring. Of course, at the first light of a new day, if you stayed up all night, you notice it's really dark. And the first light, you want to see it, but you can't. It sneaks up on you. You want to see it change, but it was dark, and then pretty soon it's getting light before you know it. We're at that time now. The eagle has landed on the moon, 1969. When that spaceship landed, they sent back the message, the eagle has landed. Traditional Navy people from, the, from clear up in the Inuit that had Share with us, they have this prophecy, clear down to the Quechua's in South America, who share with us, they have this prophecy. When they heard those first words, the eagle has landed, they knew that was the start of a new time, and a new power for native people. There is absolutely nothing strong before us now. We may do anything we wish.
1776 when the United States government printed the dollar in one claw. If you've ever noticed, there's an olive branch in this claw. They said that represented peace. The Indian elders share with me in South Dakota with them that represents the enslavement of black people. In the prophecies of the Six Nations people, they say there will be two great uprisings by black people to free themselves. We've seen one about 1964. There will be a second, more violent one to come. And the other claw is 13 arrows. The founding fathers of the United States said that represents the 13 states. But they say the elders, that represents the enslavement of native people. When the eagle landed on the moon, they decided to print a special silver dollar to commemorate that. I don't know how many of you noticed it. The original design showed the spaceship landing on the moon, but at the last minute it was changed to an actual eagle. And in the eagle's claws is the olive branch, but the arrows are gone. And the elders said, that's our prophecy. We have been released. There was one more uprising coming for the black race of people, and then they won't be released. And this is also going to have an effect on native people, a good effect. But we're in that time now. We're between the first light of a new day and the sunrise. The sunrise is about to come. When it comes up, everyone is going to see it. But you know how it is in the village. There's a few people that get up early, and there's some that sleep till noon. And he said, when that eagle lands on the moon, the powers will begin to come back to us. And you know, as an alcoholic person, I feel that one of our greatest diseases is alcoholism. And within seven days of the time the eagle landed on the moon, the first native alcoholism program was started on Apache Reservation in Arizona. Within seven days of the time the eagle landed on the moon, the Freedom of Indian Religion Act was introduced into the United States Congress. In 1978, it was signed by President Carter, I believe it was November 10th. It was punishable at one time to go to jail for 10 years and or a $10,000 fine for singing a song or doing a sweat. This was changed in 1978. The legislation was introduced in 1969, less than seven days after the eagle landed on the moon. These are the physical manifestations of the spiritual prophecies that we have. So he said at this time you're going to see things will speed up. The people on the earth will move faster and faster. Grandchildren will not have time for grandparents. Parents will not have time for children. It will seem like time is going faster and faster, and the elders advised us, as things speed up, you yourself should slow down. The faster things go, the slower you go. Because there's going to come a time when the earth is going to be shaken a third time. The Great Spirit has been shaking the earth two times, the First and Second World Wars, to remind us that we are a human family, to remind us that we should have greeted each other as brothers and sisters. We had a chance after each shaking to come together in a circle that would have brought peace on earth. But we missed that. Last night they were talking on the news about the sign for the third shaking of the earth. I heard it sitting in the airport after I missed my plane. They said they're going to build what the elders called the house in the sky. In the 1950s they talked about this. They will build a house and throw it into the sky. When you see people living in the sky on a permanent basis, you will know the Great Spirit is about to grab the earth. This time not with one hand, but with both hands. Many of you of any background may have heard the spirits will warn you twice, but the third time you stand alone. We've had two warnings, the first two world wars. 
But now we stand alone in a third one. As it says in the Baha'i writings, there will be no one protected. When this house is in the sky, the Great Spirit is going to shake the earth a third time, and whoever dropped that gourd of ashes upon them is going to drop. They say at that time there will be villages in this land so great that when you stand in these villages you will not be able to see out. And in the prophecies these were called villages of stone, or prairies of, prairies of stone. And they said the stone will grow up from the ground and you will not be able to see beyond the village. And at the center of each and every one of these villages there will be native people and they will walk as hollow shells upon a prairie of stone. They said hollow shells, this means they will have lost many of their traditional understandings. They will be empty within. They said after the eagle lands on the moon, some of these people will begin to leave these prairies of stone and come home and take up some of the old ways and begin to make themselves reborn because it's a new day. But many will not. And they said there's going to come a time when in the morning the sun is going to rise and those villages of stone will be there and in the evening there will just be steam coming from the ground. It will be as steam. And in the center of many of those villages of stone when they turn to steam, the native people will turn to steam also because they never woke up and left the village. And this used to bother me when I was a young man. I used to ask the elders, is it there anything we can do? And they said, well, it's just that way that if the person does not have the spiritual eyes to see, it's very hard to show them. Or if they don't have the ears to hear, it's very hard to speak with them. We wish that we could go get them all, but we can't. It's just that some are not going to wake up. But some will wake up. And so they say there's going to be the third shaking of the earth. It's going to be not a good thing to see, but we will survive it. We will survive it. And when we survive it, then there's going to be another attempt to make a circle of the human beings on the earth. And this time the native people will not have to petition to join, but will be invited to enter the circle because they say the attitude towards us will have changed by then. And people will invite us into the circle and all the four colors of the four directions will share their wisdoms and there will be a peace on earth. This is coming close. All times when I share this message of the prophecies, people say, can't we change it? Could we stop it? The answer is yes. The prophecies are always either or. We could have came together way back there in 1565, and we could have had a great civilization, but we didn't. Always along the path of these prophecies, we could have came together. We still could. If we could stop racial and religious disharmony, we would not have to go through this third shaking. The elders say the chance of that is pretty slim. It seems to me like it's pretty slim too. But they say what we can do is we can cushion it. The word they, we use is cushion. We can cushion it. So it won't be quite as bad. How do we do this? We do this by sharing the teaching that will reunite us. The Hopis and their prophecies say there will be a religion that comes here. Maybe it will be true and bring unity, or maybe it will not bring unity. If it does not bring unity, a second religion will come. And the people of this religion are known in the Hopi language as the Baha'ni, the people of Baha. Ni means people of. 
So I was looking for the people of Bahar. I wondered who the people of Bahar were. Bahar means light and glory. Bahai means followers of light. They're the people of Bahar. We've been waiting for these people a long time. They say they will bring a teaching that will unite the earth. So we need to share this teaching. They say the fire will come from the north. So here we are in the circle in the north talking about the Bahanis, the people of Baha and the teachings of Baha'u'llah. When I heard about these, none of them made any sense. But now it has, most of it has come to pass. Last night on the news they said the house in the sky will be put up in 1996. The earth as we know it is going to change. Each of us carry, I believe, a sacred drop of light. In the Indian teachings they say it takes nine ancestors to agree before conception can occur. Nine ancestors of the husband and the wife have to come together in the spiritual realm and say, we will bring life before a person woman can become pregnant. At that time, the soul was formed. I delivered my first daughter, and I, a man who, from the blood reserve who went to South Dakota and was the first blood to pierce for, in 82 years, he came to my house by coincidence four days before my wife went into labor. Each night we had a ceremony. And after the morning of, on the morning after the fourth ceremony, my wife went to labor at sunrise. And that night at sunset, the daughter was born. And I took her out and I cut the cord, you know, and I noticed that at the Sundance that the Lakota people do in South Dakota, they pass that pipe three times and they don't take it in the fourth time. And even in Washington, I've heard the coming of a child is like the coming of a new pipe. And when I was delivering my daughter, I happened to notice that the skull came out three times. And on the fourth time, her head came out like the coming up a pipe. So I took her out and I cleaned her up and I washed her and I, I first I put her on the mother instantly. But then after a few minutes, I washed her up. There was a circle of people just about like this around my wife and turning and people with different backgrounds. And we looked up and through the ceiling came a small drop of blue light. When it got close to the child, you could not see it. That was her soul. She would carry that light throughout earth. In that is her special uniqueness as a being, her spiritual power. In that are gifts. After we go through, and then we carry it back here, and it radiates to the mind, but for some reason in this cycle, we've been in the lower natures, the animal part. But now we're going into the human world, and the mind is going to be opened up to the radiance of that our own soul. And the cycle of the human beings is going to come about. And something so good is going to happen on this earth, it cannot even be described. The elders say it in different ways. They say something like this. They say, there will be grass at that time when they make that circle and bring the peace on the earth. There will be blades of grass that have not quite come through the earth. They Even they will try to push themselves up to be part of that day when the sun rises. They say out here outside this building, long, long before there was a fairgrounds here, there were native people. They say many of these native people in different tribes, they were aware of these things, and they told their children. Their children grew up. You know, one time the people came from the Hopis, scientists came to the Hopis, and they said, we want to take a piece of the stone tablets. Well, they said, we want to take the stone tablets to a scientific laboratory to determine how old they are. 
The Hopi said, we know how old they are. <laughs> the other scientist says, we want to confirm it. Well, the Hopis let them take a little piece, and they did that, the carbon dating method. They found these tablets were at least 10,000 years old, maybe 50. So when I say thousands of years ago, there were native people that spoke of these things. That's exactly what I mean. They told their children. And thousands of years ago, their children grew up and told their children. And then their children grew up and told their children. And they spoke about the people that will live at this time, and now it is us. We are the ones they spoke of long ago. They say to be allowed to become into creation and live upon the earth at this time is a great honor. In the cycle of time, from the beginning to the end, this time that we're in now, the change, the purification of all things, they say this is the hardest time to live, but it's also the greatest honor to be allowed to live and see this. In the state of Washington in 1855, they signed treaties and made 22 Indian reservations. They wanted to do it before there was problems. They thought they were advanced at the time. They had learned from what had happened elsewhere. They made 22 Indian reservations and the elders spoke in 1855 and they said, we're going to become weaker and you're going to become stronger. And if you wish to break these treaties, you may do so. They said, that, but there's going to come a time when the earth itself will rise up and purify itself. And this will be announced. It will be announced by the speaking of one of the 16 great ones on the west coast of this land. One of the first of the 16 great ones speaks. The purification will have begun. It was a little over five years ago when Mount St. Helens, one of the 16 great volcanoes on the west coast of this land, spoke. The Seattle Times did a special interest story. They went over to Watson Totus and Woodrow Bill. They asked Watson Totus and Woodrow Bill as spiritual people of the Yakima Nation, what does this mean? What they said was so profound that they didn't put it on page 16, they put it on the front page of the Seattle Times. They said this means that the races and nations of the earth should slow down and come together and talk to each other. That's exactly what it meant. And we had four years and four days to do that. Four years and four days later, Mount St. Helens went off the second time. That was last spring, just about this time. That was our grace period. We could have still done something really good, but now things are going to speed up. Now things are going to really happen fast. Time is going to go so fast. The more we share the message, the more we will cushion the third shaking of the earth, then the easier it will be on ourselves and others. A good friend of mine in Montana, his grandmother just passed away last year. The last thing she said to him was make a place for yourself in the mountains because the air would become so hot down here where they were at on the reservation that it would be hard to breathe. And it won't be long. It's the last thing she told her grandson when she was passing. Go on the mountains and make a place for yourself. Put some things there that you can survive with. The people are going to run to the mountains to survive. And the native people must be ready for this. And they're going to turn to native people. And they're going to turn to the local spiritual assemblies. So this is that time. We are now within the purification of all things. Non-natives call this the apocalypse. 
The Native elders call this the purification. I want to share one non-Native prophecy with you. There was a prophet, or a seer, not a prophet, but a seer in Europe, his name was Nostradamus. I'm sure many of you have heard of him. He foresaw three great shakings of the earth. He said the third shaking would begin when Lesser Arabia and Persia engaged in a war. Five years ago, when Mount St. Helens went off, Iraq attacked Iran. Lesser Arabia today is called Iraq. Persia is called Iran. These two prophecies coincide. Both the native elders and Nostradamus said this would start slowly, almost unnoticed by the peoples of the earth, but it would eventually involve us all. Eventually the doors of ashes will fall from the sky so much that the river that runs through the center of this turtle island, the Mississippi River, will boil from the heat of the gourds of ashes that will fall on this land. But don't despair, it sounds terrible, but we, we will survive it. We will live through it. So, in closing, I would like to call on each and every person, regardless of who you are, young or old, native or non-native, to arise now and to awake, to embrace this time, to learn everything you can about the teachings and the writings, to arise and awake and go forth, all the peoples of the earth. You're going to find them. Peoples everywhere are now receptive to the message. It is time to arise and awake and go forth and teach. There's people out there waiting to hear. Waiting to hear.
Ainka, Oria, Mamona, Tak, Ayadera, Shi, Abo, Ishisapara, Oria, Toka, Subuna, Mamona, Toka, Abo, Wak.
Shine your light, we are equal. I remember the days when our prayers were illegal. I remember the days when being Indian was lethal. Yeah, we had a rough past, but get ready for the sequel. Get ready for the glorious comeback of our people. Oh, yeah. Rise up, all you warriors of love. All you answers to the prayers of our ancestors from above. I can feel it in my heart. Can you feel it in your blood? I can hear the seven fire calling us to wake up, wake up. All nations rise. Rise up, cause now's your time. We don't have to hide anymore, cause now's the time. All nations rise, rise up, cause now's your time. We don't have to hide anymore, cause now's the time. With forgiveness as my bow and my prayers as my arrows, pull them back and let go. I watch them fly like sparrows, have hope. Yeah, I have hope With compassion as my shield and faith Down to my marrow I will walk the pollen path Even when it gets narrow Yeah, yeah, I Resurrect Yes, you can bet That we seen the single mama Raising children on the res We seen domestic violence Tear apart what we have left We seen the alcohol Take it all and leave us dead We seen the children take their lives When they can't take the dread anymore It's a war Can't take the dread anymore It's a war No, we can't take the dread anymore It's a war no, we can't take the dread anymore. It's a, yeah. it's a war, but we've seen it all before. And now we know we can change it, cause that's why we were born. We know we are the ones that we have been waiting for. We are the ones Grandma has been praying for. So rise up, all you warriors of love. All you answers to the prayers of our ancestors from above. I can feel it in my heart. Can you feel it in your blood? I can hear the seven fire calling us to wake up. Wake up. hermoso. Levántense, es nuestro tiempo. No tienes que esconderte más. Ahora es nuestro tiempo. Mujer indígena, tú eres tan sagrada. Traigas medicina de tu suelo todavía A pesar del abuso de tu cuerpo y tu tierra Respetamos tus ancestros y la suya cultura Hombre indígena, tú eres honorable Y yo veo la fuerza que todavía sobrevive A pesar del abuso de tu raza venerable Yo respeto tus ritos, tus danzas, tus padres Somos guerreros del amor y guerreros de la paz Si no vamos a escondernos más Somos guerreros del amor y guerreros de la paz Si no vamos a escondernos más They say that history is written by the victors, but how can there be a victor when the war isn't over? The battle has only just begun, and Creator is sending his very best warriors. And this time, it isn't Indians versus cowboys. No, this time, it is all the beautiful races of humanity together on the same side, and we are fighting to replace our fear with love. 
and this time bullets, arrows, and cannonballs won't save us. The only weapons that are useful in this battle are the weapons of truth, faith, and compassion. With the stroke of a pen, Trump's trying to undo everything we've worked so hard for. But as indigenous people, our existence is our resistance. We protect Mother Earth and the water because it's who we are and we have no other choice. I'm facing seven years in prison, yet I remain dedicated to peace and prayer. Pray with us. in four corners, four directions, four colors, and death rides on four horsemen, a black snake with some black tanks, uh, how much money do these companies need to make, they could drop their product but they wanna save a buck, already extracted billions, when is enough enough, I used to be in the oil fields, getting paid, but I quit, cause oil water I can't drink, look down and see Kamimi La die in the mud, I looked up and told myself that enough's enough Money does not own my soul, living comfortable It's not in my plans, my hands in the sand Some things worth more than gold Some things they can't be sold Some things can't be replaced She's your mother, the fresh water is her veins going on have we all lost our minds every human needs clean water to survive we're sorry your call cannot be called county sheriff's department hi i need to report um an assault okay where did it occur at uh, standing rock there are innocent unarmed people being attacked with water in militia style police firing at point-blank range with high-powered mace on unarmed people who protects the, the people? Ma'am, yeah, if there's if there's police there, then it has The to police be are the ones attacking innocent, unarmed okay. people. So what do we do to stop the police literally hitting people at point-blank range in the face? People can lose eyes. People are going to get hypothermia. People could die. We have elders here. We have children here. We have all ages here. Nobody is armed except for the police. Who protects the people from the police? Well, uh... I guess if you want to uh, put it up the chain of command, the next person to talk to would be the governor's office. Love 
is the strongest This path is the hardest But if we were strong enough to do it We wouldn't see it Our prayers would not be needed This movement's very needed Indigenous wisdom unheeded And sacred things depleted I'm Mexicano, Malacota, and I'm white too I'm mixed with everyone So part of me's just like you Every group of human beings Shares the same stars And if the earth is not your mother Are you from Mars? Since 1492, 500 years and counting, surviving the genocide they call colonizing my turtle island. What is a fossil fuel? Continued destruction, nothing new. Living a system, taking our children, shipping the feelings till nothing's true. I had that money in front of me, but I left it. Cause oil money's dirty if my mother gets disrespected. We're disconnected, these times are hectic and feeling heavy. But still, we love all living beings and suffer for the many. We are people. Peaceful people, that's why we walk with prayer And if that wasn't true, we wouldn't be standing here We're peaceful people, we walk with prayer Turtle Island, have no fear Despite what they show in the media We're kind people, hold your ground Change is coming now You wanna talk about this old school bullshit about the rules? Well here's a rule you might remember I'm the motherfucking fucking one who calls the shots. And you better pay me the respect that I gave your brother or we're gonna have a problem. A bad one. Now get the fuck out of here. They don't wanna hear it, but I gotta spit it. They don't like the truth, but I gotta admit it. I don't like your vibe, I don't like your spirit. I figure they might get it if it's in a lyric. They 100% opinion, nothing but a critic. They accidentally in it, I'm deliberate. I know they face none, but they gon' feel it. You hear that bass drum, I'm about to kill it. Not only on the grind, I've been persevering. You ain't in the game, you just out of cheering. You sample in the game, got a way for clearance. Not only am I shooting, I'm the one steering. They struggling the game in the far distance. I'm switching hella lane, special guest appearance. Creator on my side, I don't need assistance. Stop trying to explain, shut up, serve your sin. Quit snitching, punk, quit bitching. Get up off your ass, quit whining, and quit sniveling. Quit being a witness and start building a business. You ain't from around here, you visiting, I'm indigenous. I'm too busy being thorough and meticulous. Ain't got time to even take you cash. They don't even know, man. They don't even know, man. They don't even know, man. You don't even know. Sacred cloud mask up, tracks up, back them up, level up, break it down, profound, loaded round up from the underground. Soundway samurai, magi, jedi, red eye, warrior, third eye, cornier, optical, tropical, turtle out, honorable, suckers be vulnerable, plausible, cosmos, raw on the audible, ancient technique, defeating enemies, defending the peace, releasing solid warfare, very aware, thousand yards there, scoped out, dragon's lair. Windy go slayer through crosshairs Frontline rhyme shine four pound Chrome 950 cal rhyme sales prevail Over darkness marksmen embarking on dead mind walking Hawkman consolidate elevate levitate upon those perpetuating Perpetrating hatred keep it sacred shape shift with the aceness faceless traceless Warriors code assassins creed succeed no failure rare breed Thunderbird words disperse slapping up motherfuckers that curse our old earth They don't even know man they don't even know 
man. They don't even know, man. You don't even know. I be hitting a rapid fire, rhythm attack with fire. When it comes to slam with Jake, go some Michael Myers to buyers. Hit a Michael higher. Motherfucker, just get inspired. Pitting him against the pistol iron. Better than hitting crystallized ice. Bites like a pretzel when I crack you in half. Type of rapper facing these crackers. I'm the wise crack official. They looking like an addict, not an activist. Oxymoron, morons. More focused on maintaining averages. What goes around gets more savage. That's Frank Savage shit. Just love more undefeated than time of the internet. It's you harder than when it's dipping on his freaking head. Out in Shot Town, we live within the dead. Some are OGs and others lack respect. You ain't active in this battle, but instead singing for choirs. Back to the sideline, rascal. You ain't hitting it with that school. Nas in common with the vision. When it gets specific, I'm an asshole. Provide a medicine, vital for life, but don't get it raffled. This ain't no auction jack. The message is quite practical, precise, grammatical. Lateral biases keeps your iris compatible. But those Osiris deities, but if they see in peace, they go homicidal. It's a cycle. I live in a small circle with goes around rifles. From the birth of drill rap to where the bill at. I couldn't relate with Nigel. Don't fuck with my show. Might as well not come around. Cause they say we animals. Type of bust you up quick for fake shit. We find it laughable. Apples and oranges. It's an abnormal mix. This ain't nothing rhymes with oranges. Clearly you ain't a lyrical contortions. It's whatever you do. Spend more of this shit and they love you. Let me pass the biscuit before I take, 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 take it far above you. We ain't just showing love. We also showing up. Like what's up, bitch? You know when it's us. We ain't just showing love. We also showing up. Like what's up, bitch? You know when it's us. You wanna be a little punk copy? Well, not me. You can get shopped up and shot talking what you not be, not missing what you not see. Cancel me, but you the Nazi. 
Tony, do you copy? Over, over, hold on. My people hold on. My people so strong. My people shine bright like a gold star. My people talk to creator who don't scar. We gon' run the industry later. Just hold on, hold strong. My people hold on. My people so strong. My people shine bright just like a gold star. My people talk to creator who don't scar. We gon' run the industry later. Just hold on, hold strong. You off the Jack D and Hennessy? Well, not me. I'm on chai tea and vitamin D. It's vital life to me. In with the strong and out with the weak. Cut out the pork and bacon. Stick to the green, the lean meat. Start talking about the beef. Start being about it or walk up to the beat as in uplifting the kings. Understanding the streets, teaching the game. Cause without it, you'll never find your wings. Chasing thighs in the breast. Rise with the best and leave the club with a nine at best. I admit, I ain't even trying to finesse. That's why my advice hits the best. No difference between my tribe and a quest. It's soul power I possess. I'm not even trying to be best. My people hold on. My people so strong. My people are the best. Shine bright like a gold star. My people talk to creator. Who else knows God? We go run the industry later. Hold on, hold strong, my people hold on, my people so strong, my people shine bright, just like a gold star, my people talk to creator, who knows God, we gon' run the industry later, just hold on, hold strong. You off the Jack D and the C, not me. You off the Zans, the Uppers, the Amps, not me. You wanna be a little punk cop, beat? Well, not me. You can get shocked up and shot, talking what you not be, not missing what you not see. Cancel me, but you the fucking Nazi. Tell me, do you copy? Over, hold on.
they do, they cannot change us. We see what they do when they betray us. But no matter what they do, they cannot break us. Uh. My spirit is eternal, so is yours. We're living for a purpose and a cause. Maybe they evolved from the eggs. <laughs> but not me, I know my place. And not us, we come from the stars. You can keep your theories, we got ours. And you can be a brain, we got hearts. The balance between all is ours. We're human beings, don't we know our place? Not talking laws or the red race. Indigenous wisdom, that's the place uh, Negative energy, get out my way Insanity and man will never hold me back again We're out here doing what we can Because we understand real men are not oppressive to the people They don't treat them like they're evil They just try to make them equal And they don't push down the people Lift them up, beautiful human beings That is true, lift them up Beautiful human beings, I know a few So there's this obvious imbalance here. If you were going to try to describe it to a young person or to a visitor who got here five minutes ago to Earth and had no clue, how would you describe what the problem is here? They have entered the reality of the already dead who are just spending their lives waiting to die. The reality of the spiritually disconnected this is the reality that seems to be prevalent because it's like you look at the leadership or you look at the institutions or the things that that are held up in these esteems and they, none of these things seem to have any spiritual relationship to life you know so it's like uh, 
No spiritual relationship to life. It's almost like no spiritual recognition. We're in a, we're in a time in reality where the human beings are now on that the human beings in the at least in the technological world no longer remember the the original dream. They no longer remember their ancestors or the teachings or the knowledge. They no longer have these things of their ancestry, of their ancestry. So it's almost like they're spiritually disconnected from the past. And when you look at the situations that, the conditions that we live in now, with the way that, you know, uh, the way that the cancers of greed and, and war, the way that these viruses, these diseases have spread, and everyone, and no one is really taking responsibility to, <laughs> to effectively deal with these things. I mean, people are having emotional reactions and emotional outbursts and these types of things, but, but no one's taking clear and coherent action to deal with these, this, this disease of aggression that is taking place. So it's almost like because of that, it's, it's almost like they have no spiritual relationship to their own descendants. So it's like, you know, so no spiritual relationship to the past, the ancestry, no spiritual relationship to the ancestry in the shape of the future. So whatever this disease of aggression and violence and greed and all, whatever this disease mentality is, it lives in this life system now. It's eating up the spirit of, of the diseased. They, they, and they don't even know it's happening. <laughs> they, have, they, they, they don't... They, they, they have no relationship to being. They only function and react as humans. They have no relationship to being. Being always is. This is how we're with our ancestry and with our descendants, being. When we leave as humans, we go back to being, being, human being. That really means something. But we live in a reality now, we're in a time where I would say to anyone, you know, protect your spirit. <laughs> protect your spirit because because you're in the place where spirits get eaten. Yeah. 